Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening. Welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. It's Chantal here. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, hi. Who, who have we got with us? Um, he shall not be named. Chaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Bank holiday sounds on what to your head. Chaka <laughs> Khan and... Um... Blue Ivy. I want to be Blue Ivy today. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, just a baby girl. Mm-hmm. Cool. I just want to be just a baby girl, living an innocent life with doo-doo plaits. I'm a baby girl <laughs> in a baby world. That's, That's Barbie. What are you doing? Are you all right? What kind of children did you have? in the summer, I'm clearly. <laughs> are you drunk? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, just um, I'm well. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. I hope that all of our listeners have had as good a bank holiday as you seem to have had, ladies. No. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is an episode that is out of season because I think ever since last year, I knew that we would be here um, recording what I've been referring to as the one year since your black square. Um, mm. hmm. Your black square, you know. It's like... It's it ain't my black square. Not you want to claim it? Not gonna lie, I archived that post quickly. <laughs> Did you post the black square? Yes, it's what do you mean? Solidarity. Lord, that is hilarious. No, I'm not even gonna go there. What? Did you guys not post black squares still? What for? No, what for? Wow, black every day of my life. What's the square gonna do? Nah, this is uh, wow, swear down. Well, here we are. This yeah. is the conversation. This is this is the conversation. What was the whole meaning of the black square? From the moment that, you know, we saw the rising of the Black Lives Matter protests across the US and then across the seas in the UK and elsewhere in Europe, we knew, given a global pandemic, we knew we were going to have time to be heard last year. Mm-hmm, exactly. Did, was that the case? Listen. Did your black yeah. square speak? Did your black square speak? So, like, you like, because you guys are attacking me now. Like, I've gone back to the post, didn't it? So I've I've gone <laughs> to see what I wrote. <laughs> and my black square was a black square that said "Black Lives Matter" in it, and I wrote "non-negotiable." At first, I couldn't find the words, but now I can. How many paragraphs have to be written? How many entreaties? Open your eyes to what's in front of you. Don't make us exhaust ourselves explaining or negotiating our humanity with you. If we have to, you're a barbarian. The priceless value of our lives is an immutable fact. Black lives matter. That's what I wrote. Good to see you, fam. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, but you see, I didn't didn't post because, because, and I don't want to jump the gun too fast, but... Every single day, every day I, I log on and I mm-hmm. see something that represents a black life that doesn't matter on all scales and spectrums. And so, you know, one, one opportune moment to show solidarity in that moment. I, you know, my question is, what were you really showing solidarity with? Um, what did the black square mean? And I, and I know for you posting it, it would mean mm. something completely different from, I don't know, Gucci posting it. But mm-hmm. that's a wrong, wrong one to call up. I was about anyway, to say. Wrong one, but you know. I think for me, it wasn't about solidarity. It was just an opportunity to have 
my voice be heard. But as I said in the in the caption, like I already felt like enough had been said most of the time. I already felt like people have written a lot of paragraphs. I wanted to be I wanted it to be a thing of why are we still having to explain this to you? What like if I still have to explain to you why my life matters, you're 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 a barbarian. Like you're actually trash, which is why I wrote that in the post because it's just like, why am I having to negotiate with you and just say, look, this is what makes me human. This is what makes me the same as you. So for me, it was just an opportunity to say, like, check yourself. Like, I, this is, but this is part of the problem. People checking themselves did not even realize what it meant to check themselves, and still don't because mm-hmm. let's not forget. You know, I don't know about you, but I had several friends who reported mm. friends that they had fallen out with and all of the you know all of your, your white friends from uni or work kind of pulling up conversation that they never wanted to have before asking me questions not realizing that you're just adding to the trauma because you're asking me to do the work mm-hmm. you want a book but I must find it for you mm-hmm. you want me to advertise for you but you don't want to pay me like the, the the ethnicity pay gap still exists. So when you say you can, it's an opportunity. I don't even think people truly knew what they should be doing. Do you mean the black people posting or the well, others? The white people posting. The white people posting. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it was a fad. Like, do you remember Make Poverty History and Find Coney 2020? <laughs> Was it twenty twenty? I feel like it. No, is that Fine Coney? The, yeah, um, Fine. No, that was yeah. not twenty twenty. That was like some twenty twelve or something. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it was um those kind of just mass um awareness kind of things mm. where everyone was talking about the same thing at the same time, and so yeah, for sure, like I'm. Undoubtedly, some people just jumped on it because they didn't want to see be seen to not be. Because by not being seen to post a black square was very indicting at that particular time. And so a lot of the influencers felt the pressure to post a black square, the white influencers. But it literally unraveled so quickly as soon as somebody interrogated them in the comments. Like you saw a lot of them block people or saw Mm. some of them post it up and remove the comment function because they didn't want to be held to account. They didn't want to have to address or examine their own behaviors and how Mm. their identity, their very existence Mm. causes some of the equalities that we now face. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear Mm. that it's corporations. They want to hear that it's systems. They want to hear that it's Babylon they don't want to hear that it's themselves and you know Um, yeah go on that no no you go on you you go on (laughs) go girl I've said enough I I mean I kind of just think that if I'm honest with you like I always try and measure outcomes by what my expectations of that person were and I think sometimes when you have high expectations of people you kind of set yourself up and this is in all all areas of your life like it's not necessarily one of those uber aggressive posts or Instagram posts where I don't expect anything of anyone because everyone lets me down it's more kind of like you know those aggy ones I'm talking about where you know the person needs to get counseling what I'm more talking about is like just understanding that people are human 
people don't necessarily sweep beyond the surface and we get very very like you said with the coney 2020 2012 whenever it was we get very very kind of swept up in kind of a mass hysteria of something and um then we kind of feel like we have to post or we should post or we do research for a time but we're very very much living in a world that you know focuses on trends on news cycles and something is is important and discussion worthy until it's not but when it comes to issues of you know when it comes to issues of race if you think about it, i don't want to go too deep but ultimately the racial constructs that we have in society took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years to build and they were intentionally built in a way in the way that they have manifested themselves now that's it was an intentional and it was an international project so for me people posting black squares on um instagram i never really it never really meant much to me because it i, I felt like i think especially because i've under like studied like anthropology of race as well at mm. uni understanding like how we have developed race as a social and economic construct and how detailed and kind of deep that runs i don't expect any degge degge you know posts on instagram to mean anything and i and i didn't really expect there to be like a wider conversation i think if anything i was imp impressed because i was like whoa you people are really you know you're really taking this one to heart but mm. at the end of the day as we saw after george floyd there were still more you know murders mm -hmm. by by people in police custody there've been more murders this year 2021 mm -hmm. you know we then had the race report that came out that mm -hmm. we discussed which basically tried to say there was no such thing as racism which had a black man on the board of that commission so when you kind of look at it you can post squares you can dot one on top of your square it doesn't and you know it doesn't mean anything to me because it's going to take so much more than these kind of empty statements or empty gestures for me to really think that things are are going are going to significantly change you know um i think what's, <clears throat> da what's dangerous in that is that we now have the whole racial conversation just being thrown in our faces knowing that the real change is not happening if that makes mm. sense so it's, it's like it's not yeah it's triggering so it's now you know oh all right so we have a black family on this advert or every news story every night i don't know if you guys have noticed but there's a particular channel that makes sure it has one black feature every day mm. i'm still counting like how long they will last <laughs> per se you know what i mean and it's like and then on the other side you've still got all of the uproar like we're allowed to very outwardly vocally vocalize how we feel about the race report or we're able to know to know say um what do you call it george the, the justice that george floyd's murderers face isn't representative of justice for everybody mm -hmm. um and the last one that i'd call out is uh it's gone out of my head now but you know the point is it's like we are now being told about all of these things that's so racist oh even yesterday a hundred years since the tulsa Tulsa massacre. Massacre. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. much you know, about that, you know, to be honest. Do you know exactly? That's my point. Do you know how long they denied? They actually denied that it even happened. It never mm -hmm. even met the media's attention until just so long ago. And it's like, so now because we acknowledge as, as a group, as a collective, as a society that racism exists, 
Um, we can talk about it, but we're not. We're still not flipping solving it. Excuse my French, but it's it's a slap in the face almost. I think one thing that we have to take into consideration is that change doesn't happen overnight, and I can't mm. say that all that black square stuff was totally useless because I don't think it was because I feel like doing all of that stuff last summer enabled Mm. or empowered a lot of us to speak up more about some of the things that we were facing and just kind of really belligerently hold some people to account like I've seen it more and more I've seen like certain people that I follow um, on social media, um, Glow Graphics is one of them. She used to be a travel Mm. influencer. Now she's more like a kind of entrepreneur, a coach for like loads of people. And she regularly posts these um, posts on her feed, which literally go to the root of like people's biases and Mm. institutional racism and white privilege. And she does it with no bars hold. It's literally like, if you feel offended by this, then you need to ask yourself the question why. Don't enter my DMs and say, I don't really care about that. Ask yourself the question why. And she really breaks it down in such, um, uh, what's what's the word to use when you can just um, absorb that information quite easily? And for me, I found that quite useful because sometimes you don't have the range. Sometimes you're not able to articulate exactly what is happening to you. And I said this to someone else this day. That is the number one way in which people can continue to oppress us when we can't put a name to things it's like with microaggressions when someone makes a comment Mm. like that comment that your manager said about you having um kids by different dads if we do not have the term microaggressions Mm. and how do you call it out how do you say actually no what you've done here is wrong you have to keep continue skirting around it and in those Mm. kind of gaps of skirting around it that's where those people are able to gaslight you and say "Mm, but is that what Mm. i really said or is that what i really meant maybe you just took what I said the wrong way and oh if that's how you took it then I'm sorry no no no. I feel like we have got to a place now where we're finding it a bit easier to put the words on things and we're being bolder with that and we're calling that out more so even though a lot of it was performative I feel like as a collective um a lot more black people are feeling um empowered and equipped to talk up about things and not Mm -hmm. just our generation that's growing up with social media and speaking out on platforms but specifically I think the generation above us who always had to keep quiet because Mm -hmm. the fear was I'm gonna lose my job do you know what I mean yeah no it was really really powerful to see you know on that note in terms of older generations the likes of um you know the the loose women lady Charlene White Mm. um oh god let me name them all charlene white kelly brian and auntie Bev, not, not beverly help me what she do <laughs> she's a singer um kelly brian no not kelly beverly girl is it not beverly girl no. jamelia but no. she's always been on this thing it's mum is that older generation the one that was you... on x factor oh alexandra's mum no, 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 it can't be. She passed away. Okay, can we? I don't know. This <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> but I'll find it before we go. Yeah. But yeah, like so, in see, in seeing the celebration, how much it meant. But I mean, they're not that much older than us, to be fair. But still, a generation that's able to say, "Wow, our work is being acknowledged in a way that we hadn't imagined it to have been." Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. 
But um, there was another question that you were going to ask us, actually. I can't remember what you said the second thread was um, going to be. So it was like, it, there was the question, there were obviously, it was our, our general insights of like, what does one year at least of like square mean to us? And I just, you know, the reason why I, I was still adamant that we had this conversation, because I think there's, there's a few angles to look at it. We've looked at it from the whole idea of like, is a black square just performative and, you know, what does it mean for an organisation to stand up for? And our question is really if they even are able to and when they are to what extent. Mm. My second, the second thing was bringing to light the fact that, um, you know, have we been blindsided, magpied into sort of performing, mm. to, into taking part in their performance, you know, that actually a lot of the work, for, for a lot of the work, we could say is on the front line, okay, your adverts, mm. your your social media page, your influencers, and then you're still not really paying. Hey, can, I just, can I just challenge you on, on that social yeah, media stuff? Because a lot of the companies that posted a lot of social media things, look at the backlash, like I'm thinking specifically, I think it was Sainsbury's, um, you know, where they had a black family, they did oh, that black Christmas, family. Yeah advert mm. for Christmas and that was in 2020 mm. and yeah. people were talking about they're not going to shop there but the year before <laughs> they did aliens and nobody complained mm. so it's it, it to me it is is we kind of we, we still very much believe in this kind of you know trickle this kind of trickle down economics or trickle down social economics or social impact in the you know the idea that if you have these big corporations that say specific things that you know normal everyday people will actually you know take it on so for example if tesco's were to, were to have this massive campaign on recycling the idea is that because they're driving it through that everyday average people will now be more conscious about recycling right but for some reason i just don't think that actually works when it comes to things that depict race because of the the, the way racism is constructed in our society. Because I thought it was so wild, especially like in the year of the black square, right? Or six months, because thinking this happened in, no, it was about yeah, June, so it's six yeah. months. And Already we had a situ we had a situation where people were saying they're not going to shop at Sainsbury's. I can't remember what other um, <laughs> supermarket said said something about race, and they were like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." You know, when I go shopping, I want to buy a piece of bread. I don't want to talk about racism, and then start. Do you know what I mean? Like it's quintessential we, Britain. Do you know what I mean? We don't understand how mad people are. I think. Sorry. I don't we we don't understand how how mad people are like I think we 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 have so much more faith in society like I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy than we do because for me like if people can get upset at an advert where someone's on the phone talking about how they made the turkey this year <laughs> and it just so happens that everyone like what do black you, you don't see black families in Tesco buying turkeys black families <laughs> we don't eat Christmas dinner wild that's what do I want to say well. do you know what it is what we often forget um, is that you know because we're on social media a lot we start to fall into the trap of thinking that's the majority voice of the nation <laughs> it yeah. is not the voice that you're, that social you're media is very 
left leanings, very liberal. But it's as, also the algorithm. What the algorithms work in terms of what exactly you're about. what you consume as well. So oh. it caters to what you consume. But at the end of the day, like fundamentally, we know the the core undercurrent of this country is just unrepentant, like racism. We know that because people show it through the way they behave towards people and mostly yeah. through their votes. Like, look at the situation mm. we're in now with the government. Look at the situation mm. with Brexit. The British people have spoken loud and clear about where they stand on the majority of these issues. And so these companies kind of tapping into that social media excitement and trend, as you've labelled it before, which is absolutely accurate, is just this them kind of cater, catering to their audiences that exist in those spaces. And as you said, it's a superficial level. Okay, cool, so you're putting the people on adverts, but what we wanna see is we wanna see it from the ground up. We wanna see faces like ours, not just in the junior positions, not just in the training Mm. positions. We wanna Mm. see ourselves in senior positions. We wanna see Mm. ourselves C-level. We wanna see ourselves as CEOs, executives. And that's where, you know, the things are lacking. But again, as I said, change doesn't happen overnight. So I don't know for how many more years we'll have to still see ourselves in these positions before we can move up to the next level I just know that when my parents came to this country as young people my grandparents even the things that Mm. I'm able to do now the autonomy I have the freedom I have Mm. oh they could never dream of it Mm. at all at all (laughs) at all all. do you know what I mean they could never even no I agree though I do agree so I don't know how long it's going to take, but I want us to still feel encouraged and to keep the fight and to keep pushing on. Even a little wow. change is still change. But I guess we just 100. constantly have to audit ourselves. And as you said, Natalie, like produce or have actual tangible goals so that we can see, is this working? If it's not working, then let's choose another tactic, choose another you know direction. What I think? For me, I just think we need to we, we need to be conscious not to accept the bare minimum. Yeah. And like we need to know what the bare minimum is. It's like if you've been starved for so long, you'll mm-hmm. eat anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you've if you haven't eaten for two weeks and someone's like here's some food, you'll eat even something you're allergic to, something you know will make you sick because you're so hungry. Yeah, you're not gonna turn around and be like, actually, where's my lobster tails? Actually, where's my sirloin steak? Actually, where's my salt bay man sprinkling? I want the best of the best because you, you know. And I think that's kind of what it is. We've been starved of a recognition Mm -hmm. on a wide scale of the problems, you know, of the issues that we face as black people on a day to day basis. That when we begin to get something which is what we've said in previous episodes you get one and then they leave up hanging with one for 10 20 30 years to be like oh the first you know the first president the first this the first and Mm -hmm. what still only still Mm -hmm. only Mm-hmm. yeah we've got to keep the momentum up in the pace and it's very hard actually because yeah. we, it's, it's draining isn't it it's exhausting but we do, we've just got to approach it as like a relay like someone does this run okay next person does this run like mm-hmm. if we're all trying to go gung-ho mm-hmm. at the same time we're all going to get exhausted at the same time and then when that like period of oh everyone's just burnt out comes that's when they come back in and reinforce what they originally like reinforce the racism institutionally so it's hard i mean we're we're talking about i don't know an organizing millions of people together to kind of think in the same way and and direction like 
these Martin Luther Kings, these Malcolm X's, they were, what do you call them when it's just like one in a million kind of yeah. kind of things? Do you know what I mean? That's not easy to do. And then people are killed off. So, boy. You, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. That was literally the next thing I was going to say. I was going to be like, sis, remember, they're not here, mm. like, prematurely. Mm. I don't know, for me, I just think, I'm, I don't, I hate being critical because I feel like slow progress is progress. But I feel like we... As black people, I know that we don't always have the range on everything, but we just need to really, we need to in, we need to do the work, but mm -hmm. as part of doing the work, interrogate what is being done. Because mm -hmm. I feel like you don't want to, I always remember like when um, Barack Obama was elected, I had a friend and he, we were talking about, I think we were in uni and he was like, yeah, but what difference will it really make? And everyone just wanted to slap him because we were like... <laughs> you have a point but is now the time and is now the place and are you delivering the point in a way that it's going to be beneficial probably not but at the same time someone is trying to do the work is trying to make a difference whether the the modus the way they operate is going to have the desired impact is to be is to be seen right but at least they're yeah. doing something and so it's always having that balance between interrogating and saying like okay it's nice that we've got our black squares but what does that really mean? And then actually doing the work to improve things and where you don't have the resources to do the work, possibly supporting the work, whether that's financially mm -hmm. through reposting, raising awareness or or just having these kind of discussions. So exactly. for me, I don't know, my standards are high. My chest is very, very high. So you're not going to catch me like <laughs> Posting a being script. impressed. It's true. Like you're not going to catch me being impressed by the bare no. minimum when I feel like it's every, because think about it, it's like every few months, every few weeks, there's a new BBC Panorama documentary or a new, you know, now we're talking about finally acknowledging that Black Wall Street was purposefully destroyed in the Tulsa massacre a hundred years later when everyone who could possibly benefit from any restitution or reparations has died. And, you know, up to $26 million, million worth of property and individual property and businesses were lost and that's, you know, that's never going to be repaid, that's never going to be returned to the black community, is these type of things that it's every three, four months a new thing like this is happening. If it's not the Tulsa massacre we're discussing, then it's the fact that, you know, when black people came here, they were purposefully and intentionally put into special schools and, mm -hmm. and you know, designated as retarded. And that has impacted a generation of my parents' age of people who mm -hmm. should have been in mainstream education, whose lives have been ruined, and there's no restitution, there's no apology. There's a nice BBC panorama documentary. Okay, so what? What next? So yeah. it's a difficult one for me. It is. And that's the hard thing about this struggle. It's never like the justice isn't encompassing, it isn't fulfilling. And like you said, there's restitution that is going to pass some people by completely. But mm. I think it speaks to how important history and the documentation of things is important mm. in in pushing forward our progress. Because, OK, yeah, these things happen. There's still some people who have not had their justice, so to speak. But in mm. having the existence of that documentary, it now means that someone somewhere down the line, whether it's 10, 20 years ahead, can come back to that and say, you can no longer deny that this happened anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's something mm. tangible to hold on to and say this happened and it's not something 
that was only recorded by our people the wider mm. institution which is inherently you know caucasian led they were the ones that put that information out there as well so you can't mm. really gaslight us and say oh, what you're talking about this mm. didn't really happen and i hate that i actually hate that because why why does their word mean more than ours do you know what i mean mm. but an element of this whole, I don't know, racial Olympics, whatever you want to call it, is playing oh the game. Gosh. Do you know what I mean? It's just, oh, it's so mucky and dirty. But sometimes, like, that's just the way the game has to be played. And it's it's mm. like our experiences in the workplace. You know when you just want to tell someone, like, you're, how can you racially stereotype me? Da, 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 da. But you know, in certain contexts, you cannot start saying that because then you'll receive labels being mm. flung at you and then you'll end up mm. in a worse position than if you just kind of, you know, politely skirted around it and just challenged it by saying, um, I actually don't think that's a fair representation. You just can't say certain words in it because you're playing the game. I don't know. It's hard. This is the thing. I think two things have stood out for me for this from this conversation. Firstly, um, Natalie's point about like really looking at what are, what is the bare minimum? What's the minimum standard? And I think like that's a question that we need to ask ourselves internally so that we're not fooled, mm-hmm. which will take mm-hmm. me to my second point. But also, I guess, as an organisation, when they reflect on what, or when they're called to reflect on what they're doing versus what would be the ideal, and the ideal needs to be the bare minimum, if you ask me. You know, there's mm. a question there when you talk about, yeah, we are a diverse workplace and diversity for you is at its minimum, what, one black face? Is that it? Like, because this is what it amounts to, one of everything, because the tick box, right? Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. so that question mark. But the second one, I guess, is a point that we've, I feel like we've said several times across the year, which is this, some of our conversations are always a reminder to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And yeah. that, you know, by no means are we here to gaslight and say, yeah, everybody be pessimistic and be ready to fight, 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 use all your energy every day to fight. That's not what we're saying. But sometimes it is difficult to come out with the positive there isn't always free tips at the end of the episode of what to do because actually like we're saying it's a long game Mm. and real 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 change will take a long time to do and so one piece of advice is that we just have to stay comfortable with being uncomfortable we have to Mm. we have to embrace that in in knowing that we're that we're we're committed in staying with Mm. the cause but also when opportunities arise, such as 2020 um, presented us with, that we are ready to say and call out mm. in whichever manner is the most appropriate. <laughs> to, mm. um, but we're ready to call it out, even when it feels like a hard thing to do. Mm. Yeah, that is a really hard challenge. Because I know for sure, like some of the things that I say and I do, my parents would never like I literally sometimes used to see my mum recoil at the way that I would just like respond to things because it was just like Mm. your audacity where does it come from (laughs) so it's an interesting one yeah I just think as well like we and that's why I say like where we are like in the best position to interrogate right because we've just been raised in a yeah in a very different in a very very different different way um 
And I think we've been raised more in the sense of like, I've got every right to be here. Whereas I think previously, Mm. like if you're coming from a background where you've kind of just moved here or alternatively, you've moved here as a child or your parents have just moved here back in the 60s where like people were blatantly openly racist, your whole feeling and your whole thought process around what you can and cannot say, where you're meant to be, who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. is completely different from someone who's like, yeah, I was born at the hospital down the road. Mm -hmm. My birth certificate says I'm British. Mm. My parents have been here. My grandparents have been here. We actually pay tax, don't know about you, so don't disrespect me. Don't do, do you know where I'm coming from? 100%. Their, their approach to life was like everlasting gratitude, like laced well, with Well, I fear. just think more of like, a, I just need to be able to like survive. Like yeah. I need to keep my head down. I need to, I need, I need to feed my kids. I need to just keep it moving. Like I am where I am and I've got to make the best out of a, Bad, bad situation or alternatively I could be back home and it could be worse for me do you right. know what I mean yeah yeah yep. so so I just feel like at the end of the day like I kind of owe it that's why like I don't really get impressed by anything because I, I just kind of think if you think about like what happened to grandparents or parents and what they experienced even the Tulsa massacre a hundred years is is like one generation, 1.5 generations, mm-hmm. considering how long people live, people living on average mm-hmm. to like 85, 90 yeah. nowadays. Like, I keep telling people, like, it's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. 60 years. I wouldn't want to do a 60-year jail sentence, but to be fair, uh-huh. I wouldn't want to be in jail for 10 minutes. <laughs> but the point is, uh-huh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that long in the no. grand scheme of things. The planet yeah. has existed for billions of years, you know, We've been a capitalist society for hundreds of years now, right? It's it's long, but it's not that long. Yeah. You know? I think for me personally, what my takeaway is, is like whenever I feel discouraged, like I just remind myself that all the distresses, all of the dramas, all of the oppression, quote unquote, that I'm going through now, because I'm going through it, hopefully. Well, not even hopefully. I know and believe that that is opening the doors for some people after me so that's not the particular battle they'll face but they'll have another challenge which they're going to battle through which will open the door for the next generation because I definitely feel the the generation before me has opened some doors for me so I'm just able to kind of skip over those those little potholes as opposed to like fighting 10 goliaths at the same time Mm. you know what I mean Mm. so I use that to spur me on and encourage me and I also know when I need to take a break, I need to recharge and I need to come back at it with a refreshed look and hold myself to account as well. Like, what am I doing? I can stand here on the sidelines and critique everybody who's doing or putting any effort out there, whether I agree with it or whether it's or whether I don't agree with it. But at the end of the day, what am I personally doing in my own small way in my very immediate yeah. community that matters as much as someone who is um a well-known kind of political activist so to speak yeah I agree. yeah and i just want to say like just don't get sucked in just like just just do not get sucked into tokenism and and just that's just another thing i don't think we specifically thought about because i'm not being funny like we got really, really excited about, you know, the recent election of a particular vice president. And then she went on to say on national TV that America is not a racist country. Did she? So, 
remember when we had the conversation about it and yeah. I was like, mm, sorry, I live in the end, so the police are a bit of <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, well, that's something. Well, I, I wasn't excited about her anyway, but you don't know that. I know a lot of people were, you know, talking about all the hard work black women did to get her elected, which is true, it's exactly what they did. For her to turn around on national TV and say America's not a racist country. My God. It was a slap in the face. So this is what I'm talking about, doing your own work as an individual, Mm -hmm. like you said, Tolu, Mm. but not being easily impressed and easily satisfied Mm -hmm. and not being swept up into a, a hype of... um Distraction, to be fair. Distraction by tokenism, that's the perfect word. Distraction, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining, ladies. I mean, right. it was it was Lovely. an episode with the intention to reflect, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done. We've reflected over the last year, and we ourselves will be here. The work goes on 2020, 2021. In it, we're doing the work, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Do you know what I mean? I'm just out here trying In to be like you. Way. Do you know what I mean? Try- Trying to be like you, boss. But no, I do see, like, I feel like I've just been a bit of a Debbie Downer, but, you know, I just think to myself, I want, when you, we all want real genuine change. And so in order to have change that's sustainable, long-lasting and, and, you know, benefits my unborn children, I need to just be real about what, what the situation is. You know what I'm saying? Je comprends. Wow! Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did German GCSE. So, you know, all right, I don't know. All right, all right. A whole, a whole social anthropology part of your degree and German and whatnot. And still asking, is that French? Here we are. Allow me. Well, I'm being transparent about what I know and what I don't know, innit? Gosh. I did German. And on as that well. note, all this vim, I'm, I'm, I'm looking you up. All this vim. Lose. Thank you to everybody who is still here with us on the journey. Brat, 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 you know brat. what? We would love to hear what what the year since your black yes, square please. has looked like. Mm. What has your role been in a professional sense, in a personal sense, in your workplace? Mm. What does continuing the work, if continuing the work means anything to you? Let us know. Hit us up on the socials. Yeah. You can find us at BWW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to um, share in a little bit more detail, you are welcome to email us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And then, I guess until next time, I don't even know when that will be. Uh, <laughs> adios. Yeah. Is that Fanny? Can't, can't you say? Can't you speak in English? Why are you trying to stunt on me? No, it's not everyday different language. Sometimes it's just goodbye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.